welcome to the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hurley, and I'll be loving the shit out of a variety of topics with you. I hope each episode brings you insight, inspiration, and positive vibes. So let's get into it. Welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Uh, So on today's episode, we're going to be loving the shit out of money with Jackson Milan. So Jackson is the co-founder and CEO at Aureus Financial. Jackson has over 10 years experience as a wealth coach, helping people achieve their financial goals and ultimately change their lives. Jackson is also a best-selling author. Uh, He wrote the 2018 book, Enjoy the Journey, Creating Wealth and Living the Life You Desire. So welcome to the podcast, Jackson. Thanks for having me, Sally. How are you doing? Good. So I thought just to get started, we could get you to take us through your journey to founding Aureus Financial and why you wanted to work in the finance space. Yeah, great question. So um, my journey started actually pretty early on. I I kind of started showing entrepreneurial flair when I was about four years old, uh, much to my parents' surprise. So my my first real, uh, I guess, memorable experience with money was when I was around about four, I was playing in a, a, a friend's front yard with their, their two young kids. And obviously back in the, the 90s, kids could still play in front yards uh, unsupervised. Yes. And uh, I come up with this brilliant idea to, to, to collate all of my toys, uh, pick some flowers from the local garden, put them into a little uh, push cart. And then I started going door to door, selling them to uh, unsuspecting neighbours around this neighbourhood. <laughs> and uh, we did quite well. Uh, we, uh, we we got a, a bit of money, uh, much to the surprise of the individuals when we knocked on the door, having a, a few young kids uh, trying to, to swindle them out of their hard-earned money. And uh, I, I fondly remember my uh, my mum rocking up in a, a police squad car, screaming, uh, thinking that we'd been abducted, and uh, and holding me tightly. So that was kind of my my first experience with, I guess, understanding how you kind of trade value for money. Yes. I was probably the last person to cotton on to the whole idea that I was actually really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for my entire childhood, I actually wanted to be a vet. Um, and as I guess many, many kids, you don't get on the right study path and you're not given the, the kind of right advice. And I got to a point where I realised there was absolutely no way I was going to get the marks in the, the HSC to get into veterinary science. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of heeded my dad's advice. And my dad said to me, look, if, if you want to be, if you want to help people, and you want to make money in this world, you need to be involved with money. So I kind of landed into a, a kind of a trainee financial advisor position when I was at the, the ripe old age of 19, uh, baby-faced and uh, thrown out into the world, giving people life-changing advice. Yeah. Pretty scary. And I, I was exposed to the, I guess, the, the environment uh, of financial services in Australia, which um, was pretty disgusting, to be, to be honest, Sally. Um, it was very Wolf of Wall Street-esque. Yeah. Without the, the the midget throwing, of course. <laughs> um, however, uh, there was just a, a lot of predatory behaviour of uh, individuals who were just taking advantage of, of everyday Australians. And I was actually really fortunate to be exposed to that very early on in my career because it formed, I guess, a, a catalyst for me to go out and do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to help people like my parents and who were kind of battlers um, who never really did well with money. 
and uh, I wanted to make it really simple for people to understand the language of money so they can maximise the opportunities for them to achieve financial freedom. So I've now been doing that for, for almost 12 years. Right. And uh, we've gone on to, to create Aureus Financial a couple of years ago, which is a, a business that's built on helping business owners primarily mm. um, create a, a lifestyle business that helps them create more profit, more time and, and build more personal wealth. So um, two years on, we've created a, a multiple seven-figure empire and, uh, wow. and the sky's the limit. I guess in your line of work then, just, you know, you touched on wanting to help people and obviously mm. through your work you are helping people and obviously that then in turn, the results once the, the businesses and the individuals start seeing that improvement in their business and with their finances, that brings them a lot of joy and happiness. So how then in turn does the work that you do for your clients bring you joy and happiness on your level as well? Yeah, great question. Uh, I've always been a believer that success comes as a byproduct of doing the right thing. Mm. Um, and I think that if you're, you're constantly striving to, to better other people, um, I very much believe in rising tides, lifting all ships. Mm. Now, I think that one of the fundamental issues, particularly in, in society today, is that we've been conditioned to believe that money is the only thing that's going to make us happy. And I'm sure we've all heard that kind of cliche uh, statement that, that money doesn't buy happiness. And mm. um, the way that I like to refer to it is money is just a vehicle to get you to a destination. Mm. And where people are chasing money, they're, they're slaving away in their job, they're, they're working endless hours in their business, they're, they're constantly trying to invest or look for opportunities to, to make money. I think that's short-sighted. And what I spend a lot of time doing and educating people on is repositioning money as the vehicle and getting clear on the real destinations. Yeah. What do you actually want? And more importantly, why do you want it? And once we can define those things, which very few people actually take the time to seriously think about that, mm. we can then work out how much money we need to create the lifestyle that you want. And this is really where we, we add the most value in our work and, and where I see those kind of light bulb moments. Yeah. Um, it's where you can completely change the way that people think and approach money and wealth creation. Yeah. And this just sets them up for life. And, and the, the, the value that comes from that is, is exponential, uh, which obviously means that we get a lot of fulfilment out of that. Like there's, there's probably nothing more rewarding than seeing somebody go from a, a pretty tough financial position or, or, uh, or not making best use of the money that they've gotten, yeah. kind of looking back and regretting their, their financial journey to date, to then completely turning that around and actually being on the path to financial freedom. There's probably nothing more rewarding. Yeah, and that, and that's ultimately what we want to get out of our jobs and our career, that we want to be fulfilled and we want it to be a rewarding uh, experience. So it sounds like that you you guys at Aureus have that there, which is fantastic. Yeah, we love it. And, and I think my old man has, has probably been the – I've probably got most of my uh, my quotes and, uh, <laughs> and uh, rules for life from him. And, and he always said to me when I was young, um, if, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Um, and we're very, very passionate about what we do, that it's not really a job for us. Like I think yeah. if, if money was completely removed, um, I'd still be working in this space yes. because I believe that there's just so much great impact that we can create with, uh, with, with essentially the, the, the opportunities that we've got to, to impact the lives of people, not just in Australia but around the world. Yeah, which is wonderful. I guess on the flip side of that then, everyone goes through different challenges in their life and you obviously see that firsthand with dealing with people that have maybe had struggles financially uh, over a long period of time. But 
How does your work and then your knowledge of finance and money and wealth help you overcome challenges in your life or even just at work as well? Yeah, so I think the first realisation that that I came to understand, which really made a change for me, which in turn is a lot of what we do with our clients, is that there is no strategy or tactic that is going to be able to get you to financial freedom. Um, I think people are looking and chasing for these sexy and sophisticated ways of making it rich, right? And what most people overlook is that all of this boils back to mindset. Mm. You, your, your biggest limiting factor in your life, in your business, in your career, uh, in your finances is always you. Mm-hmm. And unless you can overcome self-limiting beliefs, create a mindset of abundance that allows you to uh, be able to stick the course, to be able to, to make money work for you, um, to be able to kind of play within the rules that are conducive to actually achieving financial freedom, then you're never going to get there. Yeah. You know, for a very long time, and, and the reason why I created my, my, my advice and my wealth education framework and then in turn wrote my book is because I, for a very long time, was a do-what-I-say-not-what-I-do advisor. Mm. Um, I was giving great advice to my clients. Um, however, I wasn't following it myself. Mm. And then when I took a long, hard look at myself, I said, wow, okay, how long can I sustain this where I'm, I'm doing one thing and I'm telling people to do one thing and, I, and I'm doing something completely different. Mm. So that's where I created my, my framework, which was honestly, it was uh, selfishly for me to start off with. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but it, it worked so well. It was so simple. It was so easy to stick to. And it was built off a, a, a two basic principles. The first principle is live for today and plan for tomorrow. Mm. You've got to make sure that you enjoy your life. Yes. Because I think I don't believe in the idea of kind of squirreling away every last percent for a tomorrow that, let's face it, might never come. Exactly. But we can't be all YOLO and uh, burn <laughs> everything today because there's not going to be anything for when we, we, we get to a later stage of life when we might want to have more freedom and flexibility. Yes. And then my second framework is that everything in life, business and finance needs to be simple, it needs to be sustainable, and it needs to be scalable, meaning that you need to understand it and be able to follow it, you need to be able to stick the course, and you need to be able to turn it up as your circumstances get more complex. Um, And on those two basic frameworks, everything that we've built has come off that. I think you're right, just going back to the... The point of, you know, you want to enjoy your life, but then also be smarter about things because you're right. We, we aren't promised tomorrow. And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time wanting to save, 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 save for, you know, if it's the house or whatever it is. And, and sometimes then they get to that point where they've finally got that goal or that milestone that they wanted to save for. And then that in turn doesn't really bring them all that happiness anyway because they've spent so much time struggling to get there. So I'm a big proponent of, yes, you want to be smart about your money and you want to have savings or investments, but, you know, you also want to enjoy yourself. So I, I love that, that thought. Yeah, I think it's very important. You've got to love the shit out of life, right? You do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next question I think is a little bit similar to the first one, but I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this concept of wealth because sure. I think sometimes we throw that word around and people do probably automatically think it, it just means money. But, you know, you're talking about the work that you're doing and how rewarding it is and I get a sense that, 
you probably feel like a wealthy person just simply because of the fact that you love your job and you get so much reward out of that. So I thought if you could just talk a bit to this concept of wealth and maybe touch on your own experiences as how you've received wealth in a sense it's not even financial, it's just from that rewarding experience that you've had. Yeah, I think there's a very clear line of separation between being rich and being being wealthy. Yeah. I think rich is the the, the, the strict definition of, of having a lot of money. Yes. And I think wealthy is having the, the freedom and flexibility to live life on your own terms. Now, there is definitely an aspect of that of being, uh, I guess, financially free. Yes. And um, when, we, when, when we educate our clients, we firstly start with a framework that we refer to as the wealth pyramid. Mm. And I think that back to that previous point, that money doesn't buy you happiness, but uh, money does buy you freedom and flexibility. Yes. When we look at the, the wealth pyramid that we create, there's, there's basically five layers of financial attainment. So you, we need to work out where are we right now. We need to work out what stage out of the five we want to get to, and then we need to work out how do we start climbing. So mm. stage one is what we call financial battle. This is where we're spending more money than we're making. We're typically racking up bad debts. We're essentially drowning financially. Yes. Stage two is financial comfort. This means that we live a comfortable life. We don't really go without anything, but there's no surplus left over for us to plan and build with. We kind of break even, treading water. Right. Stage three is financial growth. This means that we have a surplus and we're making that surplus work. We're saving, we're paying down debts, we're building wealth, potentially all of those things. Mm. Now, the next stage is financial freedom. And I think financial freedom is a term that's thrown around a lot. So I simplify it to two things. One, I think it's very important to own your home. Yes. So buy your home and pay it off in full, meaning that you're no longer at the mercy of the bank or your landlord. Yep. And two, have enough wealth or passive income where you have the freedom to choose what you want to do with your time. Now, I myself personally have no intention to ever retire. Yeah. I'll go crazy. <laughs> uh, there's only so much daytime television you can watch, right? Yes. So what you need to work out is based on your situation to give you the freedom and flexibility you'd like to either keep working, but working something that you're passionate about or work part-time, or it may be for you to, to stop work completely. How much income would you need a week to give you the freedom that you want? Yeah. And that's financial freedom. Yeah. And then stage five is financial abundance. So this means that you've got more than what you need and you have surplus above that. So then you can give back to things that you believe in, charity, causes, family, friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, that would be the financial side. But I think the other side of this is purpose, the qualitative stuff. Where, where do you want to spend your time? And if you're not happy in your job, then what's the light at the end of the tunnel so you are? Yeah. And I think that, that's, that's, that's wealth. If we can master that, um, then that, that's ultimately when you're wealthy. In terms of myself, like I guess my definition of wealth has, has changed a lot. Like we've built a successful business um, that provides us – uh, with, with probably more than, than what we need mm -hmm. and it ultimately gives that, us that freedom and flexibility. So now uh, everything that I do is really about trying to give back, yeah. um, give back through education, through keynote speaking, through writing more books, um, through educating people in, in third world countries who just don't have any financial literacy. Like you think it's bad here. Um, it's like in places like the Philippines, they have absolutely no idea. Mm. So it's about helping them and, and I guess, spreading the word so then people can have more tools to escape the confines of their situation, which, yeah. for me, that's what it's all about. Yes, fantastic. It would be remiss of me because you are a finance expert to not ask 
for you to pass on a few little tips um, to our listeners. So the next couple of questions are around that. So I thought sure. just to start off with, what do you think are some of the simple mistakes people make when it comes to money? Yeah. So first thing is they're not clear on the destination. They, they confuse the difference between the vehicle and the destination. Right. So if you're blindly pursuing money, it is highly likely that you will not get to the goals that you're chasing. Yes. And the reason for it is that money is an intangible, it's a tool, it's like a hammer or a screwdriver. Um, we need to firstly understand how much or what is the right tool that's going to get us to what we want. Mm. So take the time to really think about the key milestones and objectives that you're chasing. Mm. Is it a nice holiday? Is it getting a deposit to buy your first property? Um, is it trying to create more flexibility so you can actually work in the career that you want? Get clear on those milestones first, because once you can get very clear on that, then it makes it much easier for you to break that down and reverse engineer it. So then you can actually work at how much money or wealth you need to achieve that goal. The second thing is most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 yeah. Stop trying to treat your wealth journey like a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm. You need to create a sustainable plan and you need to break it down and stick the course over the long term. Yeah. If you, I guess we're so impatient and look, I blame the society that we're in, right? There's, there's the deference of gratification is almost impossible. Like look at things like afterpay and, and zip pay and all of these terrible uh, yeah. financial mechanisms that just get people into a hole um, even on small purchases like going and buying a, a dress or a pair of shoes. Yeah. And it's just these things that make it impossible to create the right habits. Yeah. And look, the, the third tip is understand and control your cash flow. And your being wealthy does not come from your earned income. So yeah. just because you, you're chasing the next pay rise or um, trying to, to create more revenue and profit in your business is not going to make you rich. It's what you do with your earned income that will make you rich and wealthy. Yeah. So I've seen clients that have very modest, let's call it fifty or $60,000 a year incomes, build multi-million dollar empires. Yeah. And on the flip side, I've had clients that earn over $500,000 a year and be in the debt, uh, in debt, in the hole and struggling to make ends meet. And it's because they just haven't followed that fundamental principle of making best use of that earned income and have been ultimately living beyond their means. Yes, yeah. Um, what would you say to anyone, and this is probably to a lot of people because uh, I think a lot of people in society do worry about money, what is some advice that you would give to anyone out there who is stressed about their finances? The key thing is about getting the fundamentals and the foundations right. Um, there's six areas that I trace 95% of financial issues back to. Mm -hmm. I cover this extensively in my book and we refer to it as plan A and plan B. Plan A are three things that we're working towards and ultimately most issues can be traced back to one of three things. It's either your cash flow or your cash flow control, your debt or your future planning. Right. If we can really crunch the and, and assess where the issues are in one of those three areas or maybe multiple of those three areas, then that allows us to have a really strong plan A of knowing what are we working towards or what might be getting in our way of achieving that. Mm. And then plan B is lack of an emergency fund, inadequate protection or risk management, 
and insufficient estate planning, meaning that in the event of the unforeseen, if somebody passes away, um, then if, if you don't have the right uh, documents in place, it can be an absolute mess. I've experienced this firsthand um, and it's a nightmare and it can be extremely expensive. Yes. And really, 95% of problems can be traced back to one of these six things. So the first thing is, if you're in a, a tough financial situation, you need to invest the time to go through your damage control. Mm-hmm. Trace back your problems to the root cause. Consider the options that you can use to, to fix that situation. So let's say, for example, you've got too much bad debt, credit cards, personal loans, whatnot. Mm-hmm. What can you do to consolidate or negotiate interest rates or look for opportunities to make more income to help you get on top of those debts? And mm-hmm. um, it's just about tracing it back to the root cause and just trying to implement a, a damage control plan. And look, the thing is these days, most things can be negotiated. Just most people are too scared to make the call. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Well, some great advice there. I hope that you've been able to help some of our listeners out there because I think it is something that you hear it so often when people are talking about money or when it comes to their job and they're always stressed about it. And I think even within relationships, it's one of the main causes of um, relationship breakdowns as well. So I think it's really important that people, you know, as you said, take a step back and look at how you've kind of gotten into this situation in the first place and how can you do what you can to rectify those things. So, um, yeah, some great advice there. We are coming towards the end of the podcast episode now. So I wanted to get just some in summaries uh, from you. So if you could sum up how you love the shit out of money. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the most important thing, uh, I guess for me, in terms of making sure that I, I guess maintain that positive relationship with money and, and how other people can do the same is you need to get educated. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I'm, uh, an, an analogy I like to use is a Rubik's Cube. Like, um, Sally, have you ever tried to solve a Rubik's Cube before? I have tried and I've never successfully done it. <laughs> and and I, I'm, I can uh, say that I'm in exactly the same camp. Um, however, there's a, there's a framework, there's a formula to follow. If you learn the pattern, you learn the strategy, then it actually gives you the tools you need to solve it quickly and promptly. That's why people can solve it in like a fraction of a second these days. Yes. And it's the same thing with money. Money is a Rubik's Cube. However, a majority of people have not been provided with the strategy and with the tools that they need to solve it quickly and promptly to get them on the right path to actually reaching the right conclusion that they're chasing. Yes. And for that reason, most people give up. They end up throwing it across the room. They end up uh, essentially just trying and trying and trying again under their own power and and their will. And and unfortunately, without those tools, they're going to get led astray and it's going the hard way. Yeah. So you need to get educated. Yeah. Um, if you're struggling with, this, the, with your money situation and, and like I did when I created this framework, um, I got educated. Uh, I learnt simple tools that, uh, uh, that en- enabled me to be able to, to solve the problems and to set myself on the right path to reaching that, that conclusion that I'm chasing. So um, make sure that you invest in that education, understand what you want, understand what options are on the menu for you um, and that's ultimately going to make sure that you've got that positive relationship with money. Fantastic. And I I think that applies to most things in life. I know when I learn something new, whether it's to do with money or it's to do with anything, I find that the more educated I am about a topic, I feel better about it and I enjoy learning even more about it. So 
I think that that's very sound advice. What are some other things just personally for you, Jackson, that you love the shit out of? It doesn't have to be related to work. It could be anything else. Obviously, writing is something that you do enjoy, but um, what are some of the other things that you enjoy doing in your spare time? Yeah, well, my, my, my book is called Enjoy the Journey. So a lot of the stuff that I do is around making sure that I've got a good quality of life. So I'm, um, I've always been somebody that likes to, to commit myself to, to kind of difficult feats. So one of the things that I do is, is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing it for about eight years now. Awesome. Um, I just got my purple belt, which is awesome, um, and uh, chasing down that, that black belt over the next uh, two or three years. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's throwing yourself to something where you can actually prove that you can overcome uh, hurdles and obstacles and, and things that are thrown in your way to be able to, to achieve the, uh, the end goal um, in spite of all of the, the challenges is always hugely rewarding. So that's a, a big thing for me. Um, and look, I think probably my biggest passion now is, is education, spreading the word. Mm. Um, I, I like to do a lot of, of keynote speaking and, and obviously I'm writing my second book now, which is, is due to be published uh, probably around March. And, uh, and my big focus is really getting on the big stage and, uh, and helping more people get the right tools uh, to be able to, to help them on their wealth and business journey uh, to kind of overcome their situation and, uh, and get to those, those end goals as, as quickly and, and simply as possible. So that's a big passion of mine. Fantastic. Well, before we wrap up, uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you or the team at Aureus, uh, how can they do so? There's a couple of ways. So you can jump on my personal website, which is wealth-mentor.com.au. You can grab a copy of, uh, of my book. We've also got a, a learning platform called the Wealth 101 Academy. So if you want to learn more about money and um, get more tools that can assist you on your journey, um, then you can check that out at wealth101academy.com. We've also got a free Facebook community, which is specifically for business owners. It's called Your Lifestyle Business, More Profit, More Time, More Wealth. Um, I'll flip through some links so you can get uh, access to that uh, in this uh, this podcast. And finally, if you're looking for financial and strategic advice, um, you can check out Aureus Financial, A-U-R-E-U-S, financial.com.au. Perfect. Well, thank you again for all your wisdom and knowledge today, Jackson. And I'm sure you have inspired some of our listeners to, to go on a bit more of a positive financial journey. So thank you again. Happy to help, Sally. Thank you for loving the shit out of life with me. Don't forget to like the How to Love the Shit Out of Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have a copy of How to Love the Shit Out of Life, the book, you can purchase it now through most major bookstores. Till next time.